Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another time of Bible study to, as we continue our study in the Word of God. If you were on just a, a few moments ago, if you thought this was about setting up fishing dates and, and all that kind of stuff, that's not what this is. This is <laughs> Bible study time. And uh, but we do, we do certainly enjoy the time of fellowship. It is good and pleasant it is for the people of God to dwell together in, in unity. This is a an opportunity for us to just to share the love of share the love of God with one another. So we are we are indeed grateful. But we're going to be uh going back into the book of Romans. Uh, we are in the middle of chapter 14. We'll pick up um really around verse 16 in just a moment, uh, a reminder. Um, I'm not sure if there are still uh, registrations available for the um, getting your papers together. It's been a great response. So I, I see Betty Yancey or Lloyd, any other uh, information on that you want to share before we begin? Yes, we're very excited about having it. Uh, if you have not got a packet, and still want to attend, please make contact with Terry immediately, and we will try to get you a packet together. But we look forward to uh, joining us on Saturday. Betty, are you there? Um, we met with the attorney, and she's going to tell you biblically your responsibilities as a Christian, your responsibility of doing this. So we look forward to it and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right. Well, amen. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, in this night, we turn it over to you. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you give us another opportunity to study, to show ourselves approved unto you, work men, work people, not needing to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And so, Lord, we pray that it would just penetrate our hearts and find good soil and flourish. Uh, that we can apply it to our lives daily. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Yeah. Romans chapter uh, 14, we are going to begin at chapter uh, at verse um, 16. Yeah, I'm going to start back at, yeah, I'll start at verse 16. I'm going to go ahead and read from 16 to the end, actually 15. We're going to start at 15, read through the end of the chapter, and then when we get towards the end of the chapter, if there's time, we'll go into the first uh, nine verses of chapter 15. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as, regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or, excuse me, drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. 
Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Amen. We'll stop there and then we'll uh, continue on in, in chapter 15 and at, if, if the, as the Lord allows. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, when we look at chapter, this part of Romans, again, it's the, the practical part of putting our faith to work. Uh, we understand the foundation of our faith and now we're living this out. And this is about our relationship or relationships, not only with God, but one another. It is so good to know that the Lord has set us free, um, but what, what do we have to do with that uh, freedom? And I'll just go back to verse 16, and I know we talked about this somewhat on last week, but basically just as a reminder, do not let what is good become something that is spoken of as evil. And so you may have you know, something that is good, whether it's eating or whatever day of the week, but that just because it's good to you, just focus on the kingdom of God, which is, and we talked about last week, the big rocks, the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And if we're doing that, uh, we are pleasing to God. We, we are focusing on serving not only the Lord, but one another. And that's what the Lord um, is pleased by. And we said last week um, that that is something that um, we want all want to do in terms of our pleasing the Lord. So let's go on to, to verse 19. Well, actually, before we just dive in, this section, we read some of it last week, but is there anything, maybe one or two things that stood out in this section um, that kind of jumped out at you before we dive a little bit deeper? It's all good. Okay, let let let's um go down to verse nineteen, and I, I want to actually reference uh, Psalm chapter thirty four, and part of chapter Psalm chapter thirty four. Um, you know, I will bless the the beginning. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And one of the things that it says in that Psalm is to seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. Uh, so then verse 9 reads, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Let's, so then let us pursue after what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. And again, in the context is, if it has to do with food or anything like that, what is it that's going to bring unity to the body of Christ? And so working for peace. And we mentioned this last week from the um, Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are um, the children of God. So we are to promote the welfare and the well-being of our of others. And how do we do that? Part of it is through encouragement. Part of that is through listening. Part of that is to being there and understanding um, the environment in which we are ministering. So our, our, our responsibility is to do whatever it takes 
to build up the body of Christ and to pursue after that for the mutual um, upbuilding. Verse 20, I'm going to read that again. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean. So again, um, what, what we talked about is everything is indeed clean. That's Paul speaking here. But it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. Hmm. Let's talk about that for a moment. It is good, uh, actually verse 20, do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. I mean, just, just hear how that sounds. Would we try to disrupt the work of God over something like whether you eat meat or whether you eat vegetables, which day of the week is more hallowed versus the other. So do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. And that part of that work of God is bringing peace in the body of Christ. And, and this is something that is important in that this section, it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. Do we need any more clarity than that? where he says it is what? Wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. And so if we have a understanding that this, what I am doing is, can be something that will cause my brother or my sister, uh, family member to, and, and it's important to hear that word to stumble, and we already talked before about being weaker, weaker in faith in terms of where um, that person is. It is very important that we don't do anything to alienate or to cause somebody's faith in the Lord to get tripped up by what we do. Um, let, let's just talk about that for a moment. How, how, does, how do we feel about that? How does that strike you just hearing that command. It, and I'll just let me read verse 21 before we respond. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Pastor, if I could jump in, I've been yes. thinking about this all week long. And um, I, the word that I haven't heard come up that I want to put on the table about Romans 14 is the word preferences. Ah, preferences. Okay. Uh, preferences are not convictions. Preferences are things I prefer that I would like to do, or I would like to eat, or I would like to vote, or I would like to do anything. You mentioned about contemporary things. My preference of worship style, my preference of this, my preference of all these things, which are not convictions, but preferences. So, and I think in terms of the text we're reading today, I think that key word for me is preference. What I have is a preference. And my preference as an older or more mature believer should be set aside if it's going to cause my younger brother or sister to stumble because of where they are in their preferences. Because the Jews had the strictest dietary laws of any uh, ethnic group in world history. And a lot of this is about food, what you eat, People were being saved and coming out of pagans and religions. Thus, they didn't have a problem with having a little poke chop collard green, uh, even <laughs> after they got saved. So 
<laughs> so anyway, references. And I think that's a big issue in the church today. People not could, uh, uh, discerning between preferences and convictions. They have convictions, things we can't move off of. Certainly, even for a younger person, we can't change the truth of a conviction to accommodate a younger believer who don't understand that truth yet. But preferences, that's where we are really, that's where this is hitting me. And I'm saying the key word for me is my preferences should never cause another brother or sister to stumble over their preferences. So let's just pick up on that. Preference or preferences versus convictions. And so how do, how do we define those convictions so that we're not going to be moving from that. So for example, my conviction is that nobody should eat meat. So is that what we're talking about as a conviction or is that a preference? How do we define the difference between preference and convictions? Just so that we have a kind of a, I would say a working definition. I think this is a good a way to address this uh, particular issue because there are preferences, and I like the way that you put it: preferences and convictions. But what does that what does that mean in working that out? Anybody? Well, Again, Pastor, I, go ahead. In a second. Um, I read in the Bible um, that certain things or certain types of meat or certain types of animals. You should not devour. And I wanted the disciples ask about or, or challenge that at one time in the Bible. I can't I can't put a finger on where. But I remember Jesus telling that disciple, as long as that food is blessed, then there's nothing wrong with you eating that particular kind of meat. Now, as far as a preference is concerned, if that man prefers to eat something and not eat something. If you can justify to that person um, the mistake, or if it's not a mistake, uh, then I think that would resolve some of the problems that people have, because I've run into that before. You know, they were saying certain things I shouldn't, you can't eat that, man. You know, that's the swine, you know, the the devil was put into the swine, (laughs) demons were put into, no, it's not, to me, that's not what I, I, I need to say. Neither, I go by what Jesus said. If that food is blessed, you know, there's nothing that, that can, can prevent the should prevent us from eating it. Remember what Paul said in this section, his conv- and I'll go back to using the word conviction, mm-hmm. that all things are clean. So he yes. already state he stated that from the outset, but there are still people who will have. And and I was was gonna still work use that working definition of preference versus convictions, but we want to make sure that we're we're clear when we use that. Our convictions have to do with um, solely biblical theology, or what do we mean by that? Because I think it's a good good tool to use, but we want to use it uh, in the right way, and we're trying to let this work through the scripture and how we um, address issues that may be contentious because the the bottom line is let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual uh, upbuilding. Let me go ahead and read verse 21 because I think this is helpful also. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do 
was arrested or do anything that causes your brother to be offended. Be offended. So, how much are we willing to give up for the faith of our brother or sister in Christ? So we are challenged here. We have convictions and preferences, but how much are we willing to give up? It is better not to eat or drink or do anything. And so that gives us that broad scope and the application of this, of this word that causes them to, and, and it's and key to look at this word, stumble. So for example, we have, and I'll just start with, Two mature believers, um, and I think that's the word that uh, Reverend Smith used, mature believers. Now, we have differences about, again, whether a one thing versus the other. And we may come to the conclusion, is that is, we may have differences there, but does that cause us to stumble? Does that hurt our faith? Probably not. And because we're looking at from two mature believers and we can, as the expression is used, agree to disagree, loving one another. But what about when it's that other where there's that big, there's that difference that may cause somebody to stumble? And, and what, does I, that even, what does that even look like? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I tend to wonder if us suggesting people to continue to eat, you know, uh, people will, may even come to your home or whatever, and you may fix a good cake and you may tell them, go ahead and eat it, eat it, continue to eat it. And that could be suggesting something that would be against the person help or whatever so that would be one one situation that i would see as being a dangerous situation or okay. or whatever uh, might be of danger to the individual or harm to another individual okay anybody else because what we're trying to do is we're trying to again apply God's word and how much are we willing to sacrifice, give up? And so let's just go with uh, what Deacon Spaulding mentioned about having somebody over the, over the house. And so that needs to know, like <clears throat> if you go to some events, they wanna know if you have any food allergies or all those things. And yeah. so part of that is communication. Go ahead. A, a, different, a different one is over drinking. Okay. And for some, not only over drinking, drinking at all. At all. That's right. Uh, Pastor. Go ahead. I, I, I think they're, they're right on point. And, and with Mike saying about uh, maturity, I think we can do quite a bit with the Holy Spirit leading the guidance to all truth. But a lot of times we get on this sidekick about meat and stuff because we, we lose the vision of the, of the kingdom of God. 
and who Christ has set free. We're, they're looking with legalism. We're free from all that stuff now. Yes. But if you free. get the perspective oh. of God, the kingdom of God perspective, you're not going to do anything to hurt that person. You, you're going to say, I hurt myself before I hurt you, if that's going to keep you going into the kingdom. Mm. Right. Amen. So, having that kingdom perspective, what yeah. what what is the kingdom of God? We read it just earlier. Righteousness, mm -hmm. peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. So what am I, I gonna, what am I doing from my kingdom perspective that's gonna help and to build somebody out up rather than tearing them down or being a stumbling block? And one of the, the guidance from verse 22, I think is important. And hear it once again, the faith that you have, and I'm reading, this is the ESV, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. And so mm -hmm. sometimes that's where we go back to using the word uh, maturity. Is <laughs> You don't have to pull out Let's make this cross the line, but I'm going to say it anyway. You don't have to pull out your bottle of wine in front of somebody and, and have a little sip because you have, you have arrived at the point where it's okay with you knowing in advance that it is offensive to somebody else. Mm -hmm. you, may have a, right. you may have an understanding that that's where you are in your walk with the Lord, but mm -hmm. understanding our context, that may be something that stumble that causes somebody else to stumble mm. uh, so and because that's you that's one of the the things that in terms of our walk with the lord but one of the things is don't 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 use your faith as a as something to say well i have and we use the expression earlier i'm mature in the lord i don't have any issues with that that's so whether you have an issue with it or not, that's your problem no that's not the attitude that's <clears throat> You know, That's pastor, right. go ahead. I wanted to go back to the first uh, verse on um, uh, chapter 14, except the one whose faith is weak. Except because if, if someone is weak and we constantly tell them it's okay to do something, you know, then we are causing that person to stumble. Well, mm -hmm. uh, can I say one little quick thing, put, interject one thing that pastor I, I don't have a problem with, with that, but the, the thing is, it's interjecting, it's, it's, it's actually defining uh, or, or, or using the Bible for justification, justifying what the person has in a, uh, to say about something. Oh, that's offensive if you take a sip of wine. God said you ain't supposed to drink nothing, no spirits. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says do not get drunk on wine. You know, it didn't say not to participate. Now, and I'm not saying it because I, because I, I don't drink anyway. That's my. <laughs> I don't. I don't drink any type of spirits. I used to. Y'all, so y'all hear that? Disclaimer. Yeah. More because you know, at, at one point, you know, I was drinking too much, but then I got to the point where I found that in the Bible. I read in the Bible said not to get drunk. I felt like it was okay. And I wasn't offended in it. But if it offends someone that's around you, the Bible also says, if doing something that offends your brother, don't do it in Christ. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what you have to justify, you know what I'm saying, for that person or for yourself. 
Uh, Pastor, a quick go, one. Go ahead. In Galatians, I, the fruits of the spirit, that's evidence of a good Christian. And we should be mm -hmm. applying that when we make decisions about people. Yeah. Patience, long suffering, kindness, love. If you love me, you're not going to do anything to hurt me. Love that's is unconditional. Right. So I that's think right. we need to be thinking on, on the fruits of the spirit before we make any judgment on anybody. Amen. And remember, and, and that was the part of the foundational element before is from Romans 8, when we talked about the, the spirit of God dwelling in each of us. And so that brings us to this point where we get to this practical living out. Uh, and uh, I like what Reverend Smith said before of the blending of, of cultures and just mm -hmm. understanding all that was going on the body of Christ. It's so important that when we come together, we are about building up the kingdom of God, building up one another, building up one another's faith and not being an instrument where we become a stumbling block. I'll have to reach across to uh, Corinthians where they are having a symbol, uh, a similar issue. And it was said there, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Not all things are expedient. We do what comes to building one another up. And so uh, we we have to work through that. And again, going back to where we started this discussion, preferences, and we may have them, but we're not going to allow them to override um, what the kingdom of God is all about. And especially uh, when it comes to matters that, and again, we, we use the expression, big rocks, little rocks, same thing. We're not going to do whatever it takes to build up the body of Christ which calls for sometimes sacrifice Amen. and us giving up something for the betterment of somebody else. Amen. Anybody else? Well, Pastor, I just want to say this last thing because it's hard for me to hold my peace. But, no, go ahead. <laughs> that's why I said the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not about these preferential things that we have by culture, how we were raised, all these type things. The kingdom of God is joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. So he's appealing away from our natural uh, preferences that get in the midst of church life, can tear churches up, can cause division, and can hurt younger Christians who don't know and haven't been in Christ long enough to really process what's going on. And thus, I think the key is, like he says, my preference can be such a preference that I see it as a conviction. But the bottom line is, if it, you know, preferences are not necessarily something will cause you to sin. It's kind of like mm -hmm. you tell a young believer, a young believer come tell you, well, I don't believe Jesus is the only way. I still believe there's other ways to God, to heaven. Well, you can't let that go with a young believer who's weak in the faith. You got to stand on that. But helping that person grow and mature and nothing that'll get in the way of me stopping that growth and maturity lies, the weight of that responsibility lies on us who are more mature in the faith, not the weaker or the immature, because yeah. we must, is it like we protect our children? We've got to protect our young disciples in Christ. Even when we have to bite the bullet, because yep. somebody might have had ready to drink some wine, you know, they know they can have a sip of wine at dinner, but you know that young person might be a person just coming out of alcoholism, and that that might turn them around. Well, my, I see the 
deacon drinking, a pastor, social minister drinking wine. That, oh, I just came out. There must be something I can keep doing. No, we're causing them to stumble if we know that's the issue that person is dealing with. And again, that's where it comes from discernment and love for the for the body of Christ and understanding, again, this is about kingdom thinking. It's not about us. You know, and that's what I said, keep those preferences to your, between yourself and God. It's about in the context of building together as a body of Christ, which is why Paul, missed, you know, he laid the foundation early on. This is about righteousness, God's grace. This is not about law. This is about Christ Jesus. And he's filled us with the spirit and he's cleansed us, and now we're going to live this out. And it's not just about you and you know the personal application. Now the broader context, living out our faith in the world, we have to make sacrifices. We have to give up some things. And, and if that's what it takes to build up the body of Christ and to build up others, we're willing to do that. And maybe I should ask the question, are you, are you willing to do that? Um, because some people may become arrogant in their preferences and say, no, hey, look, I've, 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 I've been there, done that. I'm not changing at all. But then what does that mean? What does that mean in terms of our walk with the Lord? It's about righteousness, joy, peace, and doing whatever we can, doing whatever we can, doing whatever we can. It does not mean that we have uh, somehow went backward. It is. It means that we have a an, our love for the other person is stronger than because this is a person for whom Christ died, and I want their success. I want their growth. It's not about me. It's about how do I love my love my neighbor. Um, as opposed to pleasing myself. And I would just add, we, we really have to acknowledge this goes against human nature. This goes against the world that we live in because it's almost as if we are encouraged to walk around with a mirror in front of our faces, just folk always looking at what's, that, what's best for us, looking at ourselves, looking at what I need and what I want. And I just really hear through this chapter, just take the mirror down, stop focusing on yourself and look out and see what's around you and who is around you and what they need and how the Lord can use us in the lives of others. That really, to me, is what kingdom living, kingdom mindset is all about. As you said, putting others before yourself. I like comment in verse 20, it says, all things indeed are clean. And that word clean means pure in the eyes of God. So in order to know what's pure in the eyes of God, we've got to have the mind of Christ. And again, we have to be sensitive to our brother or sisters. That thing is not pure in their eyes as yet because of where they are as a weaker brother or sister. And we've got to lay down our privilege that we have in order that the other person might have the opportunity to grow in Christ until they come to that place of maturity. Case in point, we've, we've said it several times about alcohol. I used to drink wine, but when as a, as an elder at my church, 
and knowing some of the people in the background that, that um, I have come up in there that drinking to them would be completely offensive. So I completely gave up drinking wine, even though red wine, medically speaking, sort of helps with our cholesterol. But and dinner wine. Be, that could be <laughs> something that was, could bring somebody, as we talked about before, that had been in alcoholism. That one drink could bring them right back to the, the depths of depravity in that sin because of something that for me is no problem, would have been no problem at all. But I have a responsibility. And uh, as a quote, more mature, just more aged, more gray hair, less hair. <laughs> and I'm not um, to take my freedom as an opportunity to, as our sister was saying, to sort of go around with the mirror, look what I can do, look who I am, that kind of thing. But to think about the other person. And again, we, we need the mind of Christ in order to be sensitive and loving enough for that person to know where they are and to know what we can and cannot in our freedom do or share with them in a manner that would allow them to grow in Christ and um, to walk in a manner in which they are living in faith. Because again, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So which is which is really the next couple of verses but one of the the challenge i want to go back to what sister debbie brought up before is this what what we're talking when we start thinking about kingdom thinking kingdom living it is counter cultural because it's all about self one and i was just kind of writing down a note to myself so i would uh, remind myself there's a um an expression, a couple of expressions that are used often is you do you. You do you. Mm -hmm. And that could be used to the point of it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. And if, if it, it does, because I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to do me. And so it's almost as if I, it doesn't matter what you may feel or going through because I'm going to focus on myself. Um, and there is, uh, so we have to caution against that. Then the other part of the expression is, you may have heard this, you only live once. once. And that sometimes gets as a license that, well, since we only live once, I'm just going to do what I can do while I'm alive. Hey, Pastor? Pastor, go ahead. You 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 say what I was thinking. You know the Isley brother has a song. Do your thing. <laughs> you do your thing. Of course, Christianity is different from the from the. It's it's, it's it's a different stratosphere than the thing of the world. But you got that same mindset. Do your thing. You know the Isley brother say, "Do your thing. Do what you want to do." You can't tell them who to sock it to. <laughs> That's the same well, mentality. See, what, Reverend Tripp, these are saved, sanctified folk. They don't know anything about that. They just know about J James Cleveland and... Uh... <laughs> well... <laughs> um, yes, and so that that's the, that's the mindset, even more so um, today. And so that's what we're... That's part of the counter-cultural thing about kingdom of God living is that um, there are some boundaries. There are some 
boundaries that sometimes we have to put up or we have to be aware of for the sake of the kingdom of God and for the life or the soul of someone else. Somebody else's soul is more important than whether I eat, uh, I'm not sure if someone said pork chop or whatever, whatever it is, it's their life in the Lord is more important than that preference that I may have for a certain thing because I'm more concerned about that. Let me go ahead to verse 23 because uh, I would think it was just mentioned by um, Brother Morrissey. But whoever, yeah, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. And so again, if we kind of allow somebody to get, get pulled into doing something that they're really not convinced of and they're doing it just to either please ourselves or please somebody else that I want to be like that other person that maybe they're not there yet. And if they're doing it not out of faith, it, it becomes sin for them because they're rebelling against the, the tug and the unction of the Holy Spirit that's helping them mature in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pause. And you, and you, Go ahead. Pastor, you, you don't want to lead them that way. You don't want to be responsible for leading, leading them that way. That's... You 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 have some 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 part in that if you are convincing them and leading them down that pathway. Amen. 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 Anything else? Uh, let, let me pause before we. Uh, I am. I do want to read the first nine verses. Actually, seven verses of uh, chapter fifteen. I know we're getting close to to the end, but I want to at least read that to set the stage for, for what comes next. We talked a lot about preferences, convictions, the concerns for others. We talked about food. We talked about wine. We talked about, or, or drink. We talked about so many things. And so I want to make sure that um, we are, we are proceeding at a good place because some, some of these issues can be very sensitive uh, depending on where we are in our walk with the Lord, what our traditions have been. So before we just press forward, I just want to see, just kind of take a pulse. How How is everybody doing? Having talked about something that is real and we have to wrestle through. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good, but that's, that's, this is a good talk. This is a good conversation. Okay. Yeah. Amen. I heard one that's good. I heard an amen. This, I, I want to hear from a couple more. Um, even if we, you use them. We get a different perspective, just like even not only witnessing, talking to someone else, even when you teach, you shouldn't be a stumbling block of you setting up there. And guess what? This word is not about you. And this <laughs> word, we are promoting Christ. We're not promoting ourselves. And that's, we have to remember that when we go out there. If someone don't come to Christ, you did all you have to do, dust, it, dust, it, uh, dust off your feet and move on. God does the increase, not us. So don't feel That's bad. Right. You right. I agree 100%. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Well, I, I, ask, I just want to make yeah. sure because uh, my, 
I've said it a few times to, to some, my, one of my greatest delights is that when, when we come together in the, in Bible study or worship and preaching, if, if you leave and you have questions and you, it go, makes you go back and to dig a little bit deeper in the word of God and to challenge yourself. It's like, you know, let me, let me, let it, let, let that thing just sit with me just a little bit longer. That that's a good thing because that's a, an opportunity for, for us to meditate and to grow in the Lord and to see where the Lord is leading us. And then what tools uh, is the Lord giving us so that I can be a, a, a more effective witness as I am, I am part of making disciples and how do I do that more effectively? And am I doing things that may be a stumbling block that I have to be aware of that I'm, I want to be an effective disciple maker, but maybe there's something that you know I've gone overboard in that I, I need to check myself. So this is it's more than just about setting up some some rules and regulations. It's it's about living out the kingdom of God and how could we can be more effective and I'll use the term salt and light by being having that sensitivity when we are witnessing, when we're living among each other, there's a there's another expression that's become popular, not as so much now, but doing life together, doing life together. When we do life together, we see the real, we see the real person, and so we have to work through the challenges of the differences. But we are all being made into the image and likeness of Christ, and working out. Um, as Paul said in Philippians, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is Christ that's working in us. Amen. Amen. And Paul also talks about how that we have the mind of Christ. And it's in that back and forth, give it and take in as the Lord gives revelation to one another. We share that and hold each other accountable that the mind of Christ becomes more and more developed in each one of us and then corporately in the body as we interact with one another in the word. Amen. I, I'm going to call on, Pastor, uh, go ahead. Pastor, you said a key word there that we ought to do. Check yourself. <laughs> we ought to check ourselves. Yep. And, and again, that's again what, what Paul says, you know, take heed he, the one who thinks that he's that he stands, he or she stands, take heed lest he fall. And so we we can't get caught up. And that's that's more for this next chapter. So let me just go ahead and read chapter 15. It's kind of setting the stage uh, for next week. We who are strong. So what what did 14 start with? About week. Now it's kind of shifting. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Mm. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For what, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures, we may have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together 
you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, mm. welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop reading there, but I hope that you and this is why I said chapter 14 and 15 are really linked together because this section in one sense summarized some of the discussion that we had. Um, even on tonight or actually the last couple of weeks. But one of the things before we, we close, there it is. One of the things before we close tonight, I hope that you heard, heard what it says and I will read it again. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. And it, and it says a little bit more. So when he's talking about what was written in former days, what is he talking about? Old Testament scripture. He's talking about Old Testament scripture. So I'm going to put a plug in for eat the whole roll. Word. <laughs> eat the whole roll. <laughs> now, sometimes we get picky eaters. I'm, I'm going to put those lima beans to the side. So con consider the book of Leviticus like the lima beans. <laughs> and numbers like broccoli sprout. Eat the whole thing. So those things were written in former days for our instruction. So that lets us know there's some truth in the Old Testament, the word of God, that help to form their faith. And so let's not neglect that. I just kind of, I didn't want to leave tonight. So in uh, part of your, your, your study, your searching, and, and it's not just, he's not just talking about the traditions. He's talking about the, the, the Old Testament scriptures and how powerful they are. So eat the whole thing. Since we were talking about food, now I'm talking about the food of the word of God. Eat the whole thing. So those are written for our instructions. That's part of our understanding on how to live effectively in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to just leave it there. So uh, so by, the, by next week, you should have uh, read from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And there will be a test on it. And maps as well. <laughs> Can I get your spark notes? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, Cliff, Cliff Notes, Sparks Notes. Yeah, so, well, God bless everyone. We are going to close here and we'll pick up.